This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back. On the line, we have Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. Mr. Mayor, how are you this morning? Good morning, Sherwin. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'd like to start by addressing the elephant in the room. Arnita Holloman is out as the director of the Office of Violence Prevention. Alderman Ashanti, well, soon-to-be former Alderman Ashanti Hamilton is in. Can you give us any background or any details on why Arnita was fired? And that's what are the expectations from your perspective of the Office of Violence Prevention? Sure. Um, and I, 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 I've tried to, to, to steer clear of going into personnel details um, uh, relative, relative to uh, Arnita. Um, I'm more looking forward to the future of the Office of Violence Prevention and, and the second part of the question in terms of what my expectations are, which I believe are the same sort of expectations as laid out by you know, members of the public and by members of the Milwaukee Common Council. Um, folks may recall that as we started receiving um, the initial uh, tranche, the initial monies from the uh, federal government, the President Biden's American Rescue Plan Act, that there were millions of dollars that were allocated to the Office of Violence Prevention. And I was Common Council president then, and I was the lead sponsor shepherding through this major piece of legislation that touched a number of different areas, including violence prevention. And members of the council at the time uh, requested, uh, wanted to see uh, metrics from the office. They wanted the story of the office to be told, uh, in a sense, um, because there was a feeling that that just wasn't happening, at least not to a to a degree that uh, many members felt comfortable with continuing to support the office. Um, I want the office to continue to be supported uh, and broadly supported by members of the public and by members of the council. And as council president at the time, I said even then that, yeah, I, I totally agree. We need to see that. Um, and now as mayor, that's my expectation as well, is that you know we can tell the story uh, of the office, uh, have the metrics uh, necessary to show the effectiveness uh, of the office. And I think that uh, soon to be former alderman uh, Ashanti Hamilton is in a prime position uh, to be able to, to do that and meet the expectations, not just of myself, uh, but of the community as well as uh, the community. Common Council and, our, and, and the funders of that office as well. On its face, it does seem difficult to digest that we have this Office of Violence Prevention and we've heard about the ARPA dollars that the office has received. At the same time, people are reading the news, they're looking out their window and they're seeing violence increase. Yet we have this office with, with a name that says, oh, because this office exists and it's funded, that violence should be going down, but it's actually a lot more difficult and a lot more nuanced than that. It takes care of this wide gamut of different social ills that exist in this city, and I think maybe we should get away from, or at least the public's understanding of the Office of Violence Prevention isn't necessarily there to make homicide zero and armed robbery zero and property crime zero, but connecting people to resources that they need so that we can be much more proactive and preventative. Does that make sense? Uh, thank you, Sherwin. I, I I think you're right. Um, I think that there is a lot of expectation on that office, considering the name of it. Um, and folks do think that, that, hey, we've got this office, and therefore, you know, just as you said, we shouldn't see rising homicides that we're seeing in Milwaukee that, quite frankly, we've been seeing over the course of the past you know, couple of years with the onset of COVID. 
that's not a Milwaukee-specific uh, phenomenon. That's not unique to us. If you look at any major city in America, um, those cities are also experiencing heightened homicides, uh, especially homicides uh, by gun. And so um, I think by and large, folks uh, out there in the community and the public generally have that same sort of feeling that you just expressed. And I think that's something that's worthy for us to explore at the city um, about how to properly make sure that we're telling the metrics about the effectiveness of the office. Because some folks um, may be under the impression that because homicides are not falling um, to pre-pandemic levels, then the office has not been effective. But uh, I think that there is a, a tremendous amount of upside to the office, and we need to do a better job of telling that story. Whether it is preventing violence and being much more proactive, or the issue that we have with law enforcement, you know, we need more police, I think, to make the public feel safer, and then also fortifying the number of police officers we have means response times can be quicker, et cetera. All of these things take money, and we are getting to the point in the year where we're going to start having budget talks. What are your priorities? Because I know that you're going to put together a budget document. The council is going to agree with some, disagree with others. But where do you think there is common ground as far as budgeting goes for the year 2023 where you and the Common Council can agree and get some kind of consensus? Well, that, that's a great question as well, Sherwin. And uh, I'll tell you, the, the budget situation that we're facing right now in the city of Milwaukee is tenuous. Um, and it's not just the city of Milwaukee. Other communities across the state are starting to feel the same sort of budget pressures. And that comes from the fact that over the course of the past 20 years or so, there's been really poor relationships between the state government in Madison and city government here. And when I was running for mayor, I said I was going to put you know, my very best foot forward. I was going to have a cat in the capital. I was going to meet with legislators. I'm going to try to turn that relationship around. And that's exactly what I've been doing. That's exactly what I've been doing. And um, just this past week, we had a whole host of Republican uh, legislators in Milwaukee uh, having the conversation about the dire financial situation that the city of Milwaukee faces. Um, so I think there are a number of places where there will be uh, common ground between myself and members of the Common Council. Uh, members of the Council see as well, just like you said, that, you know, not only is there rising crime, but, you know, it, well, rising crime in terms of homicides, should I say, um, because overall, uh, according to the uh, the mid-year report that myself and Chief Jeffrey Norman of the Milwaukee Police Department uh, displayed uh, in early July, crime in Milwaukee overall is down, thanks to some of the initiatives that we have put uh, into place. Um, but still, when people look at the homicide numbers, that is one of the things that you know really makes them concerned about public safety generally. And so I think council members will understand my desire to want to hold the line um, on police as much as we possibly can, given our budget constraints. Um, I think you know another thing that members of the common council will understand, because their constituents, my constituents, understand this and see this on a daily basis, is the scourge of reckless driving. And I've talked about that at length, and we have implemented a number of initiatives to combat that. I want that's going to be represented uh, in the budget, too, um, with ways that we can continue to move forward with addressing uh, you know, the issue of reckless driving. Um, there are some uh, areas where I'd like to make some investments in terms of 
of home ownership and creating stability in the lives of individuals and their and their kids and their neighborhoods. You know, when we have that greater stability, that's how we get to the public safety that all of us really want to see. So I think those are some of the some of the key areas where you'll find some common ground between myself and members of the council. You ran on something very unique for a Democrat that you wanted to repair the non-existent or the fractured relationship that this city has with the Republicans who control the legislative branch of state government. And because you ran on such a, uh, and you ran on other things, of course, but that was so incredibly unique that we have no choice but to hold you to that. And so now I'm wondering if us getting the Republican National Convention here in this city in 2024 actually helps you accomplish that goal, because where you may not get progress with current Wisconsin elected state legislators, when you get Republicans here from all over the country and you begin to share the story of Milwaukee and how our funding is getting held, could this potentially help put, you know, one foot in front of the other and getting more attraction from the Republicans when it comes to loosening up the budget? Uh, I I, I certainly hope so. Um, Look, I'll, I'll tell you this, that our continued pressure, and I've been to the Capitol a number of times since I've been in office as acting mayor and certainly now as mayor, uh, I've had uh, high-ranking individuals from the Republican side in the legislature in my office uh, in City Hall, including uh, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, Devin Lemahue, including uh, the Speaker of the Assembly, Robin Voss. Uh, we just had legislators who uh, were here in town from all over the state uh, in Milwaukee. I've gone to the League of Wisconsin Municipalities um, in Manitowoc and other places uh, talking about the concerns and also comparing notes and delivering uh, the realities on the ground with legislators um, uh, throughout throughout the state. So. I think that our own efforts uh, that we've engaged in is helping to push the needle there. But what you say, Sherwin, I think is also true. Um, I think the the Republican National Convention coming to town also will give us a boost. As a matter of fact, when I've spoken with high-ranking national members of the Republican uh, National, uh, the Republican National Committee, you know, they've told me that it's kind of you know, crazy. It's, it's kind of crazy that that the the funding structure that we have at the local level uh, or in this state that funds local government does not allow us to take care of the the pressing needs that we have on the ground. So, I think whether it's our own efforts or bringing in the Republicans at the national level, yeah, that that will help to push the needle uh, in getting the Republicans to act. We are speaking with Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. Mayor Johnson, you did take some heat because when we got the information, got the announcement that the RNC 2024 was coming here, you were happy. Can you tell people about like your fiduciary responsibility to bring and to attract dollars and attention and conventions to the city? Because I think people kind of got lost in the political theater of like, oh, these Republicans are terrible, which I wholeheartedly disagree with most of their policies. But if they're going to come to our town and rent cars and get hotel rooms and leave behind a trail of empty wallets, well, isn't that something that we all should be celebrating? Um, If you're the mayor of any city, any large city in America, that's exactly what your position should be. And that's exactly what my position is. Look, I have said from the outset that just because you bring the Republicans here, just because we're welcoming, does not mean that anybody is signing up for the platform of the Republican Party. I'm certainly not. As a matter of fact, I just went uh, before this phone call, before this interview, to stand with Governor Tony Evers, who I'm proudly standing with for re-election. So just because we are hospitable, 
just because we would open our community up to allow for a convention to happen, which, by the way, is going to put the eyes and the attention of the United States and the world uh, on our city, elevating our city, putting us in the ranks of conversations with other uh, large-scale cities in America, like New York and Chicago and Los Angeles, but also other emerging mid-tier cities uh, like Atlanta and Denver and Boston and Dallas. Um, I want that. And just like you said, I want those dollars to be left behind in our economy. My thing is this. This is more about business than it is about politics. I don't agree with their platform. I don't agree with their policies. I've spoken against them. I've supported Democrats and proudly continue to do so. But at the end of the day, I want for not just this convention to come. I want other large-scale conventions to come. I want the Democratic National Convention to see that we can actually uh, – that we can actually put on a viable national convention and come back to Milwaukee. I want other large-scale events like uh, the the CrossFit Games that have been happening year over year in Madison to come to Milwaukee. I want other large-scale events, uh, sports and entertainment events, to come to Milwaukee, the NBA All-Star Game, the MLB All-Star Game. Uh, you know, I know they've been talking about Green Bay uh, on and off about the draft. Well, why can't we have something like that here in Milwaukee? I want those things, which – will create a, a positive economic feedback loop because we'll be attracting these other events uh, to our city, filling our hotel rooms, filling our bars, filling our restaurants, putting money in the pockets of those folks who work in the hospitality industry uh, and their paychecks and their tips, uh, getting tips to hotel workers and things like that. The people who, by and large, you know, are folks of color who live in the city who don't have access to family support and work. I want to raise those wages and give opportunities to businesses who, by the way, prepared for the DNC in 2020 that fell apart. Many, many businesses made heavy investments uh, in order to prepare for that and then saw all of that just burn up in front of their face. I don't want that to happen. I want them to, to be able to capitalize on this and be in a strong position for future events as well. Mayor Johnson, with the uh, exit of First District Alderman Ashanti Hamilton now joining essentially your administration as a director of the Office of Violence Prevention. That is going to leave four open common council seats. You are going to have new alders that you were going to be working with. This is the first time, you know, in my life, or at least since I've been paying attention to politics, that we have had that many open seats at the same time. Do you see this as, is this an opportunity or is this a detriment with so many open seats all at the same time? Um, well, fortunately, um, the second district, my former district, um, will be filled in November. Uh, fortunately as well, the, the third district uh, seat will be filled um, in November as well. So, um, we've, and we've got elections uh, on the books for the ninth district. And as soon as uh, Alderman Hamilton is in a position to resign and come over to the Office of Violence Prevention, I believe we'll be in a position also to get uh, the first district on the books for the uh, spring election as well. So um, I think that we're in a good spot with replacing uh, at least some of those members of the council this year uh, even. And then, look, it, it, I'm a new mayor. It's a new time uh, in Milwaukee, and the, the face of the common council is changing as well. Um, and I think that's that's not a bad thing. That's 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 a good thing. It provides an opportunity for uh, other folks uh, in our community to, to who have a desire to lead, a desire to serve, a desire to uh, step up and represent their communities to to be able to do that. And I think that's a that's a positive thing. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, it's been a pleasure, sir. You're always welcome to come back or call anytime. Hey, Sherwin, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it, sir. All right, you have a good one. That wasn't so bad. It was all right. 
I mean, we asked him the things, right? I'm sure I probably didn't ask him enough, but don't worry. That was just an appetizer. We'll get him back in studio. You know, I like in-studio interviews better, but his schedule only allowed for a call-in. Don't y'all worry. He's going to be, if it's up to me, he's going to be a fixture here at 1017 The Truth because we need to have that kind of dialogue with our mayor as often as we possibly can. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back.